Causey Consulting Podcast. This is Sarah Causey, your host, as well as the owner of Causey Consulting LLC, which you can always find online at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. Today, I would like to welcome Michael Fritchuz, the founder and CTO at Arch DevOps in St. Louis. Fritz and his co-founder use technology, social media, process efficiency, and good old-fashioned elbow grease to solve the challenges that keep companies from making or saving more money. They assemble teams of experts to create websites, form social media strategies, automate back-end processes, build custom software, define testing practices, and foster efficiency everywhere they can. And along with that, they use their skills to solve really sticky problems within certain sectors, which leads us to what we'll talk about today. Uh, But before we get into all the sugar and spice, uh, first and foremost, I want to say to Fritz, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk with you and about you. So, yeah, good things all. I would say good things about you. Awesome. Well, I will warn the audience that uh, this is not Fritz and I's first rodeo and where the conversation may take us over the next, you know, 15 to 20 minutes is anyone's guess. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll have a lot of fun along the way. <laughs> I could guarantee. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we <laughs> always do. And, it, and it's beyond my guess, even. I don't know where we're going to go today. So adventure, rock and roll. Yes. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to know more about a project that you have in the works. And I know it's not all, uh, all the I's have not been dotted, all the T's have not been crossed yet. But because this is a world that I come from myself, I, I'm really curious to know, um, tell, tell the listeners more about this uh, staffing and job seeker type project that you've got in the works. Well, sure thing. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, the reason why it even has to do with staffing and recruiting is because recruiting is near and dear to my heart. I think um, if my career had turned out differently, I probably could have been a recruiter. Um, I have just as many people tell me that I could be an awesome recruiter as I do that think I could be an awesome stand-up comedian. Um, oh, yes, but, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, you should be a stand-up comic. I'm like, that's like the 17th time I've heard that. So I don't know. <laughs> Forget 20. Maybe I'll try it on the side. But, um, you know, if it hadn't been for certain recruiters in my career, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be where I am today. And, you know, having been in IT for now over 12 years, um, I've just noticed that there's a lot of overburdened, overworked, a lot of wasted energy. And, you know, being a technologist, it's like, well, I think there's a way to streamline some of these different processes and still allow for most of the time to be spent building and uh, nurturing, maintaining current relationships, um, you know, finding new people to build relationships with too. And so over the years, I've kind of, I guess, nibbled around the edges mm-hmm. of some ideas that have come up. And I said, you know, I think the technology is there now where we can make that a reality. And so I've just been kind of kicking the tires around and saying, okay, well, what if it's a combination of automated follow-up for different candidates or different, uh, different uh, uh, people, companies that are hiring those candidates, um, just kind of touch base and make sure, hey, how are things going? Keep the relationship going. Um, but also with social media, have something that makes it really easy for them to get their own personal brand out there and connect with the right target audience instead of just broad brushing, whoosh, everything, everybody, mm-hmm. same message, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about being efficient. It's all about saving time, saving energy, saving headaches. 
and uh, having a higher chance to get the right person in the right job at the right time. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's really well said. And and there are a lot of candidates, especially when you think about like the easy apply button that still mm-hmm. take the shotgun blast approach. As many people as can see my resume as possible, it, it just has to work. The, the law of statistics, the law of averages says that if I just blast my resume out to the four corners of the globe, somebody somewhere is going to want to hire me, right? Um, right. How, how, do you, um, how do you help the job seeker to establish a, a personal brand and to get away from that shotgun blast approach? Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, doing away with fear. You know, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that you can do, steps you can take, methods you can apply. But it's like at its core, you have to not be afraid to try new things. And I get it. I've been out of work before, and it sucks. I mean, yeah. not only do you feel like, oh, I'm a failure. Uh, I can't provide for my family. Uh, uh, you know, whatever it is. And you got that societal pressure weighing down on you. But now you have to do everything you can to find work mm-hmm. and it kind of results in a lot of frantic, you know, a lot of motion and stuff. And it's like, well, let's take a step back. What do you really want? Mm-hmm. I know you want a job, but what is it that you do? Who is hiring for the kind of thing that you do? And how can you be the most efficient? And when you get people into that state of mind where they're like, all right, okay, I'm cool. Let's think it through. Let's take a step. Okay, great. Now, Here's a strategy for that. And then go through and say, all right, well, um, let's apply some strategies that are almost like things that you do in sales, right? Mm-hmm. Like doing lead generation. Uh, well, instead of generating leads, you're generating people that are likely to hire you for what you do. You solve a particular problem. Um, who's likely to hire for that sort of thing? What kind of company? What kind of sector? What kind of markets? That kind of thing. Ask those questions. Um, and then from there, you know, it's just a matter of, connecting with the right people, building the right relationships, giving them the information that they're going to need in order to make the decision that would ultimately result in them hiring you. And what that ends up doing is it will, first of all, it'll distinguish you from everybody else that's just spraying and praying the resume. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really showing a, a huge respect for everybody's time. You know, everybody's got 24 hours in a day. And if everybody else is, putting a uh, burden of, well, we got to spend three hours a day or some of this pile of resumes for people that aren't actually a good fit. And you come along, it's like, that only took a few minutes for me to really dig in and look at this person and, and they're a pretty good fit. That's going to make you stand out. And, it, and it's very respectful at their time. So, you know, that's really, anytime somebody comes to me and they're like, Fritz, I'm out of, I'm out of a job. I haven't job searched for like 27 years. Mm-hmm. I've been working at Chrysler for, you know, ever. And I, I was like, this close to retirement. Oh my goodness. A pension. Oh, right. And they need help. And it's like, all right, take a step. Let's stop. Okay. And let's be strategic. But it starts with removing that fear. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I think I answered the question. Absolutely. Yes. Becoming strategic is really, really important. And and it's a great segue into something else that I wanted to ask you. If someone, as you mentioned, you know, let's say that they have worked at a company for a long time. It's been a while since they've had to job hunt, or maybe they just can't bridge the gap mentally between here's the job that I do. Let's say maybe they're an engineer. And they just cannot bridge the gap between, well, I'm an engineer, but you're telling me I have to 
treat this job hunt like I'm a salesperson. I have to have a personal brand. What are some of the strategies or suggestions that you have for helping the candidate to really understand, even if you're not in sales, even if you don't come from that world and you're not applying for a job to be a salesman, how do you help them to understand why it's so important? Uh, I wish you had sent me this in an email. This is a good question. I didn't have time to think about this. No, I actually have an answer. Um, so my answer to that is even if you're not in a sales role, we're really all salespeople when it comes down to it. And yes. Yeah, we may not be selling like, hey, I've got this dingus for uh, 10 bucks. You want to buy it for 10 bucks? I'll sell you a dingus. Like, no, <laughs> we're really not. And, and one, of the, one of the best examples I give is like, uh, I mean, you know, I've got four kids. I've got four girls. Every one of them is a salesperson. And I tell people that. And they're like, what? Oh, yes. Like, how do they all get their sales? Yeah. Kids sell stuff all the time, Sarah. And I know you know that because mm-hmm. they'll come to you and they're going to they're gonna make a proposal. Hey, Daddy, can I watch TV? And sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, or I'll say no. I mean, if I feel like they did their chores and they did everything else, all their other obligations, then okay, I'll let them try. Um, sometimes I'll say no, and sometimes they will uh, push back on the objection. And right. Say, well, you know, and, and it's like, dude, that's sales. That is sales. They are trying to get you to do something. Okay. They, they're trying to convince you to do something. And in this case, if you're a job seeker, it doesn't matter what sector you're in, you're trying to convince somebody really to spend money on you. You're selling a service. Your goods in this case are your services, your time, your expertise, and you want to trade that for money, right? You're a salesperson. So whether you realize it or not, they're in sales. We all are. <laughs> yes. I'm a salesperson and Sarah, so are you. Yes. Amen. Preach. Preach it, Fritz. You know, Preach it. <laughs> well, I, and one of the reasons, you know, that I wanted to bring that up is because not long ago I was talking to a prospect and he said, well, my, my business is accounting and finance related. I don't really, when you're talking to me about sales copy and sales copy writing, I don't really understand why I need to worry about that. And my jaw hit the floor and I, I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't even really know where to go from here because for someone to be a business owner and say, well, I'm not really in sales is so unfathomable to me, but I think we have to distill it down, which you just did beautifully, even to the individual level. I mean, if you are out there looking for a new job and you want someone to give you an interview and check you out and give you the opportunity to check them out, congratulations, you're in sales. Exactly. You know, I think another thing that kind of furthers that is uh, so many people treat sales like, oh, it's the S word. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they get this idea, like sleazy car salesmen, like they're just, hey, you know, they're trying to sell you something that's a lemon. And it's like, no, like there are some, some really unethical, bad, crappy salespeople out there, but that doesn't mean sales itself is unethical, bad, and crappy. Right. You know, there are a few bad actors. Um, so sales isn't a dirty word. I can, I can say it. I'm sure you're not going to censor it. Sales, right? Um, <laughs> Beep. It's not a, it's not, Beep, exactly. Hee-haw. Um, it's not a bad thing. And and until we remove that stigma and somebody says, okay, yeah, I can see myself treating this like I am a salesperson. I sell, I'm selling. Ahoy. Then 
you know, you kind of you overcome that obstacle. But the vast majority of people aren't going to overcome that obstacle. So that's another way that you can further distinguish yourself on the market. If you go out there and act like, hey, I am trying to sell my services and everybody else is like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. Well, then they're going to have this mental block to doing certain things that actually work for a job search. Mm-hmm. Something else that you mentioned that I think is so important and that I think people forget about, especially when they are taking that very desperate shotgun blast approach to a job search is the respect that you have for everyone's time. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to throw a, a Molotov cocktail into the mix here, but uh, as, as you know, from discussions that we've had before, I, I get so frustrated when I see people posting on LinkedIn as though a recruiter's time, an HR manager's time, a company's time is totally inconsequential. You know, if the candidate wants to show up three hours late, covered in cat hair and with a a bozo the clown wig on, well, that should be fine. But, you know, to hell with everybody else's time. I I want to ask you from your perspective, as you are assisting these job seekers with setting a personal brand and being more intentional with what they go out there and look for, what what kind of ways can you encourage them to make sure that they are spending their time wisely and that they're also being respectful of their potential employer's time as well. Right. Well, I think it really comes down to uh, treating people how you want to be treated. Right. Mm-hmm. So golden rule always comes into play here. And what I mean by that is um, every person who is in a hiring position, whether it's a, an actual hiring manager at a company or it's a recruiter looking to hire people for that company. They really care about their bottom line. Right. And if you as a job seeker can't help their position, then they're not likely to help you. Okay. The best recruiters I know, uh, the reason why they reach out to me or they're asking me, Hey, are you ready for a full-time position? I'm not, by the way. Um, (laughs) It's because it's because I'm never going to convert, never surrender. Right. Um, and, and the reason why they do that is because, hey, there's a skill set that this person has that we need, and we need to get them plugged in, right? Um, as long as you're constantly positioning yourself as a way to help someone, then you'll get what you need. You'll get the help in return, okay? So you got to put yourself in their shoes. Um, if the actions and patterns that you're doing are actually a hindrance, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get the kind of help you need. So. There's a lawnmower behind me. I'm trying to walk a little bit faster here. <laughs> live, live TV, folks. <laughs> I don't like. Right? We're not going to edit this out. <laughs> no, and I won't either. <laughs> I, I don't either. My podcast, I rarely edit stuff, and I'm like, no, just ship it. You know, this is agile. Yes. <laughs> it's called reality TV, folks. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know that this is still in the basic stages, but if someone is listening to this podcast and they're thinking. I could really benefit from this. When it drops, I want to be a part of it. How how best should they go about, you know, connecting with you or, or getting in the loop on this? Uh, probably email me. Um, so my email is rick at archdevops.com. And uh, if you're a if you're a recruiter or you're a job seeker, um, you know, both both things are something that this platform can help. Um, but if you know in the meantime in the short term, if you just need some advice or some guidance, I'm more than happy to share what I know um, because I don't really have, I don't have an expected drop date for this thing, like when it's going to go live. 
Um, we're still trying to figure out some details and get the word out and, you know, make sure this is something that's going to address a real need at, um, in the recruiting and staffing space. But yeah, in the meantime, if you need some, need some guidance or whatever, I'm happy to share what I know. Awesome. Awesome. So it, to crystallize it down to the, if someone is sitting here like TLDR or they're trying to write some quick notes out, um, I think it would be a, a fair to summarize by saying, you know, you have to overcome fear. If you're out there and you know that you need to find another job, you need to be willing to overcome the fear. You don't know, take the shotgun blast approach of slinging your resume out to every indeed easy apply that you can possibly possibly find. And you want to be strategic, respectful of everyone's time, including your own and, and willing to build your own personal brand. That about sums it up. Maybe you should have done this at the beginning and then the whole podcast would have been 30 seconds. Done. <laughs> Why don't you respect my time, Sarah Causey? <laughs> well, you know, I, I like you, you're, you, you're my friend. So any excuse that I can get to talk to you and just shoot the breeze, I'm going to take it. Guilty as charged. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna charge you for that. That's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> you won't charge me for calling up and talking about slaughtering hogs and stuff. I won't charge you to <laughs> talk about stuff that you probably know better than me about anyway. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Yes, we did. We he did tell me about a field trip of hog butchering. So that's uh, when I said this conversation could go in a myriad of directions. I was not kidding. <laughs> Boy, and it was messy too. But yeah. Got there. Character building. Wow. So this is about to get slapped with the uh, iTunes explicit warning. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just steer the car back onto the road. Um, As always, Fritz, it's been a pleasure. Um, If you're listening to this, you take Fritz up on his offer to send him an email to ask questions. Please connect with him on LinkedIn. He knows his stuff and always posts good content. Uh, Fritz, thank you again for being my guest today. I really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate your time, too. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yes, my pleasure. Again, today's guest was Michael Freechews, otherwise known as Fritz, the founder and CTO at Arch DevOps in St. Louis. If you know anyone who could benefit from listening to this, please be sure to share it. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.